Welcome back to Inside Games, the only gaming news channel brave enough to volunteer for the console wars. Damn right, Bruce. I'm jacked up. Whenever, whenever a giant corporation's profits are threatened, there I will be ready to fight. Bruce, they will hear our cries echoing from every Reddit thread and YouTube comment section. Hello, Call, Call of Duty! Duty! I'm doing my part, too. <laughs> uh, the back and forth between Microsoft and Sony over Call of Duty's Potential exclusivity took a dramatic turn this week when Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan called Xbox's multi-platform offer, quote, inadequate on many levels in a statement sent to GamesIndustry.biz on September 7th. Oh, I love it. It's It's been so long since executives have gotten spicy. <laughs> yeah. Ryan also reveals that the deal, which Xbox Gaming head Phil Spencer described as lasting, quote, at least several more years beyond the current Sony contract last week, is actually only for three years. Uh, so if we assume the current contract to cover this year's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, then Sony would have to renegotiate for the franchise again in 2025 with platform exclusivity in 2026 if they can't reach terms. See, so I would have thought couple is two, few is three, and then several, we're talking four or more there, right? Yeah, the diction here is odd. I Nobody would put several on three, I don't think. No, nah, I don't think so. Um, so to make it even extra spicy, Jim Ryan squarely blames Phil Spencer for revealing this information, writing, quote, I hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be a private business discussion, but I feel the need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this into the public forum. That's some good mic work from Ryan. <laughs> he's cutting a pretty good promo here. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like a good promo, he's got to he's got to get the audience on his side at the end. So <laughs> Ryan, make sure that, you know, he's doing this for the gamers. Writing, quote, we want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience, and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. Boo! Boo! Ha! Mic drop, mic drop. So there you have it. Video game lords Jim Ryan of Sony and Phil Spencer of Xbox have lit the fires of console war over the future of Call of Duty. Which banner will you raise? Now's your time. Uh, or maybe don't grab a pitchfork just yet. At least not until maybe you understand the context of why executives are starting slap fights over games with weed guns. <laughs> Microsoft and Call of Duty so awesome, dude. Oh, <laughs> it's the best. I love it. Microsoft announced the nearly $69 billion deal. Nice. Nice. In January, which kicked off waves of regulatory reviews by various world governments and exposed some drama along the way. Uh, for example, while the deal is expected to be approved by the United States Federal Trade Commission, or U.S. senators did express their concerns to the FTC back in March that the deal would reward the executive management of Activision Blizzard, who have been sued by federal and state agencies for widespread sexual discrimination. And there's also the more recent filings with the Brazilian Administrative Council for Economic Defense, in which Microsoft claimed that Sony had actually paid publishers and developers to keep games off of Game Pass. Yeah, that's right. We've reported on all of this drama, too. We've been we've been following it very, very closely. Uh, now it's the UK supplying the drama, and uh, not because the world is short another royal, of course. The uh, Competition and Markets Authority issued a phase one ruling last week, finding that Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, quote, may be expected to result in a substantial lessening of competition within a market or markets in the United Kingdom. This could lead to a second phase of evaluation and scrutiny unless Microsoft can make an adequate case that this deal won't substantially affect competition. And wouldn't you know it, on the very same day, Microsoft published an open letter from Phil Spencer writing that they, quote, are committed 
to making the same version of Call of Duty available on PlayStation on the same day the game launches everywhere. But only for three years. Uh, that doesn't mean they're doing in. it. <laughs> a day later, Spencer sent a statement to The Verge revealing that the company had, quote, provided a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation with feature and content parity for at least several more years beyond the current Sony contract. And that ends the quote. Uh, and that actually catches us up to today with Jim Ryan exposing details of this contract, implicitly accusing Phil Spencer of distorting the truth in calling three years, quote, several. I mean, it kind of is, though, right? I mean, it is, but it isn't. Uh, it's not too difficult to read between the lines here of, of what each company is doing. So when he wants the acquisition to sound like a monopoly to slow it down or even maybe prevent it, although that seems like a Hail Mary at this point, or at least maybe appeal to the gamer base and try to like drum up some sympathy uh, to squeeze better deals out of Microsoft. You know, if, if Microsoft looks like the bad guy, maybe they'll give Sony a break on this contract business. Meanwhile, Microsoft is already starting to flex their not even yet acquired muscle by pushing uncomfortable terms on Sony. Which is kind of their prerogative. They paid for it. So whatever, either way. It's business. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's business. Motivations aside, it's now looking more likely than not that Call of Duty will eventually be platform exclusive, meaning only on Xbox and probably PC. Uh, and that's to say explicitly not on PlayStation. Uh, how likely is that, though? We will take a look at the business realities of both companies and see kind of how this might turn out. Yeah, these numbers paint an interesting story. Activision Blizzard's most recent investor report surprisingly breaks out their gaming revenue by platform. This is odd and not common, but cool. Uh, it reveals that the company brought in $1.3 billion in revenue from Sony in 2021. That's actually a full quarter of the company's whole revenue, which totaled $5.2 billion. Wow. Uh, if Microsoft pulled all Activision Blizzard games from that service, it's likely that a portion of that revenue would migrate to other platforms. So it probably wouldn't be a 100% loss there. But for the sake of clown math, let's just assume that making Activision Blizzard games exclusive would cost Microsoft $1.3 billion a year. It's hard to imagine Microsoft walking away from that much money. <laughs> it really is. Especially when you could just throw it in the bank. However, this is, this is where it gets a little messy. Xbox's gaming division reported $16.2 billion in revenue for 2021. In that situation, it could have been or would have been $21.4 billion with all of Activision Blizzard's revenue added in, or... 20.1 billion with all of Activision Blizzard's Sony revenue removed. To Activision Blizzard, Sony is a quarter of all of their revenue, but to Xbox Division, it'd be just 6%. And that's if they lost all of that money and nobody migrated to another service to play the game. Which probably wouldn't happen. I would imagine some people probably come over to Microsoft if it was if Call of Duty was platform exclusive. All right, so now let's flip all this clown math around. What does Call of Duty's business mean for Sony? Yeah, Sony uh, in previous filings talked about how Call of Duty was vital to their business and couldn't be replicated and marketed to itself. Some of that stuff came from the, the Brazilian filings. Uh, but if Activision earned $1.3 from Sony, then theoretically we can extrapolate Sony's take since they typically enjoy a 70-30 revenue split on digital sales. So if 1.3 billion is Activision 70%, then that makes Sony's 30% share 557 million or 560 million. All right, here's where it meets the road. Um, Sony's games and network division reported 20 billion in revenue for fiscal 2021 though, 
meaning Activision Blizzard accounts for just 2.7% of their overall business. Oh, and Sony was saying all sorts of stuff about how they were it was vital to their business, but according to this math, 2.7%. It's it's not nothing, but it's not a whole lot either. Uh, nobody wants their revenue to drop by 3% just out of nowhere just cuz a comp competitor cut a check. So you know, right. you're arguing in favor of the situation that's best for you, which is not losing that 3%. Right, makes sense. Uh, so, technically, pulling Call of Duty from PlayStation platforms would cost Xbox a larger proportion of their potential revenue, which is really interesting here. Uh, you know, provided you just ignore that we hyper-simplified very complicated business dealings with almost no actual information to work with. I mean, again, these are just the numbers we've got. So we kind of have to do a little clown math and extrapolate and see. But... This is probably as close as you're going to get unless you work for the company. Uh, and, and because of that, I think it's tempting to look at those numbers and figure there's just no way Microsoft would walk away from that much money. But they have proven they're willing to do it on smaller scales already. Uh, tons of folks figured there's just no way Microsoft would make Bethesda blockbusters like Elder Scrolls platform exclusive even after acquiring them. But here we are. We're months away from Starfield not launching on PlayStation. Uh, and... It seems like they're just going to continue doing that. That's right. There's also the uh, teeny matter that Xbox parent company Microsoft earned $168 billion in revenue in 2021, uh, while Sony earned around $69 billion nice, nice. in their fiscal 2021. Uh, Microsoft has pockets that are over twice as deep. And Phil Spencer has said over and over again that the entire point of acquiring studios is to drive value to Game Pass. Yeah, I think he's just trying to dance around perception. Uh, he wants he wants to look like the good guy, always delivering more and better value for gamers. But yes, his business plan hasn't always like over and over. He said it a million times. It's to get Game Pass subscribers. Uh, but that about covers the news and analysis that we've got. To sum it all up, both companies are starting to appeal directly to consumers to argue for the business situation that benefits them best. And we're looking at the very real possibility that Xbox could eventually pull Call of Duty from PlayStation platforms. All right, so here's the question. And this goes out to chat. This goes out to Lawrence. Are you, chat and Lawrence, happy that exclusivity is out there making it all spicy? Or do you think every video game should be on every system? What do you think, Lawrence? Man, it's so tough. I love the drama. I really do. Um, and I, I think that competition does create interesting scenarios where companies will spend money in ways that aren't 100% safe. And then sometimes you get cool stuff out of that. Uh, Game Pass is a great value for people who have access to those platforms. But there's a part of me that's starting to get a little creeped out uh, by the amount of money that certain companies are allowed to throw around. Um, and this is this is sort of a warning that's gone up from a, a few business leaders in games about the intrusion of big tech into gaming. Google and Amazon and things like that. From our perspective, we don't see it as being too much of a problem because Stadia is just kind of there and Amazon has yet to really like release uh has yet to really release a like industry changing game. But when Xbox is willing to burn money to keep games off of certain platforms, and in doing so driving a bunch of revenue and business towards a subscription model, suddenly Sony is being because of all that spend, they might be forced to change the way they do business. Um, and that's kind of what starts to worry me a little bit. Sony's got a lot of success in making really premium single player games. They've talked about how subscription models will interrupt that business and make it so they can't really invest anymore. So they've said that they won't do a subscription model, but I think Microsoft might pressure them into it whether they want to or not. Uh, because if Microsoft just keeps buying things, throwing it on Game Pass, and then 
you know, setting piles of money on fire to do it. Sony can't play by those rules and they may not be able to compete in the way that they have been. It's really interesting that you say that, too, because it's you're all I think you're totally correct. Logic is sound and they're pressuring Sony into making a subscription model. However, if more people want to pay for the subscription model on Xbox than they do on Sony and Xbox is getting more and more business, then that's that means that's what people want. So it's it's one of those things where I think a lot of us, I, I personally, obviously, in an ideal world, I would love to see every video game on every system and I could play it anywhere. I, I love to see every video game on PC. I don't get that, right? Not every video game is on PC. But uh, that's an ideal world. This is We are not living in an ideal world, as I'm sure we're all reminded every day. <laughs> so I have to live with the realities of business. Now, the realities of business are that more people are going to the subscription model than they are to the uh, premium single player model of Sony. Then that's where it's going. Um, and it could, the pendulum could swing the other way. Uh, and eventually we could get a bunch of really awesome single player games. That's not to say that I don't love the stuff that Sony's making. Cause I do. I love it. Uh, I like that we have both right now. Um, so I, I am worried just like Lawrence is that it's going to go toward the subscription model. And then we're not going to get those cool single player games. Hopefully there's a world where both can live. Uh, and currently nobody's hurting for money, <laughs> Sony or Microsoft. So I think everything is, uh, you know, is fine, even though there's a lot of drama. There's one interesting bit. I saw somebody speculating that the timing window, the three years or 2026 could line up with the next generation of consoles. So that's an interesting strategy. Uh, I would think that in that scenario, Spencer would give pretty good like Cinderella terms to Sony. And then when the next platform hits and suddenly platform availability is a question, Microsoft can lean on that. Are you going to buy the X, the PlayStation 6 while Microsoft is out here saying like, okay, Sony, all right, you want people to buy your next PlayStation. You're going to have to pay us to get Call of Duty on it because that is probably a platform deciding game. If we go into the next gen and Xbox is the only place starting at next, next gen that you can play Call of Duty on, that's going to be a big swoop for them. Well, that would be a massive swoop for them. I, I would be that's again, that's the world we're living in right now. It, it, could probably happen. And looks like it is going to happen. Speaking of people that have got a big, massive swoop because they paid for our Patreon <laughs> and they're swooping us. It's Charles Gard, Matt, Aiden Foley, and Joshua Smith. Yeah, I've got some patrons that I have to thank for securing our exclusivity. Stephen Winston, Loveless, Mechalus, and Pitstrip. Thank you very, very much. 